The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. Welcome to Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, a gardening show full of inspiration. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb, a self-confessed passionate gardener. I've been in the garden industry for many years and I totally enjoy sharing my knowledge with you. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is kindly sponsored by Bay Landscapes, 33 Bait Up Road, Richmond. Open Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5, Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sundays and public holidays, 9 to 4. Today we're focusing on early summer tasks. At Bay Landscapes, they have the most beautiful red flower carpet roses. These roses are amazing for different, all sorts of different areas of your garden. They form quite a good ground cover, and all you need to do when they finish flowering is just give them a quick trim with your hedge clippers. How easy could that be? They also have a good range of Federation daisies and Lampranthus, which are similar to an ice plant. They're, they love hot, dry conditions, and they have gorgeous flowers, similar to a Livingston daisy. Bay Landscapes also have a limited number of avocado trees and fruit trees, plus they still have some grafted tomatoes and oodles of chilies, including the good old Carolina Reaper, which I have to say, I don't think I'd be too keen on growing. <laughs> it's been so lovely to have some small amounts of rain over the last couple of weeks. And I think a few times it was overnight, which was just so beautiful. I love waking up in the morning and going out to feed the ducks and the air just feels clean and fresh. And it's also been a little bit cooler, which I've really been enjoying. That humidity seems to have just dropped a little bit, which is just great. So I hope whether you're in Marlborough, Golden Bay, Tasman or Nelson, that you've had just the right, right amount of rain for your property. We had such a dry October that I think any rain we get in November truly is a huge blessing as we head into summer. I wanted to touch on early summer tasks. Now I know... It, if you're listening to this on the 29th, it's not really summer yet. We've got a couple more days to go, but I just thought I'd get started. My tomatoes in our small glass house are completely and utterly turning into triffids. They're growing so well. I put them into 25 litre planter bags as or grow bags, as I, I know I mentioned. They're not the plastic, um, they're not black plastic. They're actually green and they're really, really sturdy with handles. And I put them in there and what I did was I put a few shovelfuls in and then I added probably one and a half shovelfuls of uh, fish compost and mixed that through. And then I topped it up with more beautiful potting mix. So that has worked really well. What, what that does, but by incorporating just a little bit of, did I say that I put fish, I actually put potting mix in the bottom and then fish compost and then more potting mix. So by putting that little bit of potting mix through the, fish compost through the potting mix let me get my brain connected to my mouth please <laughs> it must be the uh, rainy weather I think that's doing it to me what's great about that is as the tomatoes grow and get really tall their roots hit that beautiful goodness at the bottom of the bag the other thing I did was as soon as my tomatoes set the first fruit I gave them just a couple of probably around about a tablespoon of sulfate of potash to each bag and just sprinkled that around the top and I used the, the soluble version not the granular one that's because it gets absorbed more quickly and I also put a small handful of sheep manure pellets around the base of the tomatoes as well when they get to the flowering stage they really get very hungry they need those extra trace elements which will also help with the flowering and the flavor of your, fr of the flavor of your fruit 
perhaps the most important thing at this time of the year, as things start to warm up, is is continuous, not continuous watering, but regular watering, round about the same amount. I'm doing my my grow bags every morning now because I found last week I didn't do them one morning because they still felt quite damp in the evening. But by the following evening, they were looking really wilted. I felt so guilty. So I've realised that because their roots are now starting to fill the bags up, they do need to be watered every day. So it's quite important to monitor your watering because with something like tomatoes, if you water them too much and they get hit with heat, that's when they tend to split. If you don't water them enough, then the leaves start to curl and they can just start to look a little bit miserable. And you'll find too that the skin on your tomatoes will go a lot more tough. So it really is a bit of a learning curve and a balancing act, particularly if you're new to growing tomatoes. I've been growing tomatoes for many years and even I sometimes make mistakes and find that either my fruit is splitting or I haven't watered enough. So please feel free, if you want some advice on your tomatoes, if something's not quite right or you're worried about what the leaves look like, then please do email me through freshfm.net because I'd love to help. I'm so passionate about growing tomatoes. I just adore them. So do continue to remove your laterals from your indeterminate varieties frequently. If you have a favourite tomato and you're taking the laterals off, don't hesitate to pop those, those laterals straight into some, either some cutting mix or some pumice and just keep, keep them watered and you'll find that they'll, they'll form roots really quickly. That's a really cheap, effective way of getting extra plants that you can plant in the next couple of two or three or four weeks to have a longer crop through into autumn. I love doing that and I've done that with a few of mine. So I'm looking forward to being able to grow some extras. Capsicum and chilli are growing well now. It's warm enough to plant them outside. They can be very susceptible to whitefly, particularly if you are growing them in a conservatory or you're growing them in a glasshouse. What I did, again, I put my, my capsicums and my chilli into these grow bags. And particularly with what I find, the capsicums in particular, my capsicums are in my tunnel house. And I noticed the other day that there were a few whitefly on them. I thought, right. So I bought a punnet of marigolds on Saturday and I've just put three marigolds around the plant right on the edge of the bag so they're not going to crowd the base of the chilli or the, or the capsicum. But marigolds are fantastic companion plants for this time of the year. Calendula are planted in winter as companion plants but at this time of the year you use marigolds. And it's really lovely because there's a great array of French marigolds. Now they're the smaller ones. They tend to grow to sort of 15 to 20 centimetres or maybe 25. There's also different varieties. There's actually a lovely new one um, called white gold, which is really pretty. I think it's replaced French vanilla. I haven't seen French vanilla available for me to order for Bay Landscapes, but I have seen white gold. And it's very, very pretty. And that's a taller variety. That's about 30 to 45 centimetres high. So they, they would be perfect around the edge of your vegetable garden. So as well as planting marigolds around the base of plants that you've got in bags, you can pop them throughout your vegetable garden too. And they really will help keep some of those nasty bugs away. It's a great time to plant sweet basil outdoors now. It's warm enough. Putting it near your tomatoes enhances the flavour and again also helps repel whitefly. I proved this last year. I had my tomatoes. I think I still had some on our veranda. And I noticed a little bit of white flies, so I planted a basil plant in a bag near them. And I really do think that made a difference, A, to the white fly, but also to the flavour. 
Now you might wonder how that would happen when it's not planted around the base of the tomatoes, but somehow it just it just did work. So if you do have room in your vegetable garden and you've got tomatoes, do pop some basil at the base of your tomatoes in your garden. That, that will work a treat. You're on Fresh FM. This is Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, sponsored by Bay Landscapes at 33 Bait Up Road, Richmond. Open Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5, Saturday 9 to 5, Sundays and public holidays 9 to 4. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb. Today we're fo- focusing on early summer tasks. At Bay Landscapes, they again have beautiful, sturdy manuka stakes. These are wonderful for making wigwams for beans and other climbers. They're very long-lasting. They take years to rot. Manuka is an exceptionally hard wood. They also still have good stocks of pea straw in mini bales. It's perfect time for mulching after we've had some rain. They also have Kinpack, which is the powdered sheep manure, and sheep manure pellets, just perfect for all of your slow-release fertilizing and the kin pack especially is good to use as a mulch because it forms a crust on the top and holds the moisture underneath. They also have some beautiful rhodohypoxis for sale for just five dollars. This is a complete steal. Rhodohypoxis are a very sought after perennial bulb just perfect in a rockery or in a small bowl or container. Have you thought about sowing some carrots? If you haven't already done so now it really is the perfect time to do that. I mix carrot seed with radish seed when I'm sowing, partly because no matter how hard I try, I tend to be heavy-handed with my with my carrot sowing. And it can be very fiddly if you have them jam-packed together when they germinate. It can be quite hard to thin them. So if you add some radish seed, radish seed germinates a lot faster than the carrot seed and it acts as a natural thinner. So that is a great idea. The other thing you can do too is you can mix your seed just with a little bit of propagating sand or pumice or something like that because that will help to distribute the seed more evenly along your rows as well. Choose a site that was composted for a crop in autumn. This is quite important or maybe even early winter. You, You want to have a little bit of goodness in the soil but you don't want to compost the area and then sow your seeds because what will happen is you'll end up with a lot of carrot tops and not much in the way of carrots. So it's also a great idea to help repel the carrot rust fly. This is a little devil that, that when you thin your carrots, they can smell carrot, the, the aroma of carrots for kilometres, apparently. And they make a beeline for your row of, well, a carrot fly line for your row of carrots. And they enter the soil and they drill little holes in your carrots as they're growing. So a great way to repel them is to plant things like chives around them. What that does is the the carrot rust fly can't stand the smell of the tribes. So as they fly through them, they go, oh, no, I'm not going there. So that's a really good idea. You could also plant marigolds around them because they don't like the smell of marigolds either. So once I've chosen my site for my carrots, which reminds me, I must sow some. I'm going to have trouble finding just the right spot that hasn't got too much compost on it, I think. Give it a really good weed and then rake the area over so it's nice so that your soil really needs to be a fairly fine tilth. This is because you want to have lovely, strong, long carrots. If there's any sort of rocks or anything in your soil, you'll find that you'll end up with really odd shapes. You sort of tend to get carrots with crossed legs and things like that. So what I do is I rake it flat, and then I use the handle of the rake to make a furrow, probably about a centimetre deep. What I do then is I, I trickle in just a little bit of seed raising mix, and then I sow my seed... And then I top it with a bit more seed raising mix. Whoops, meant to mention too, water the furrow once you've put the seed raising mix in. 
and then you sow your seed and then top with more seed raising mix. And I use the, the head of the rake just to tamp it down a bit and then just lightly water. If you can, put your, put your hose nozzle on mist or otherwise just use a very fine rose on a watering can and wave it along the row. The other thing I do which I find works really well is I put a strip of frost cloth over the rose. This aids germination acting a little bit like a microclimate and cats etc won't dig your precious seeds up. There's nothing worse than going to all the trouble of sowing carrots and finding you go out there the next morning or two days later and it's been the areas that have been dug, dug up. So that, that works really well. So it's the open weave frost cloth I use. Thinking about Christmas, oh boy, I know, it's not that far away. It's the perfect time to plant red and white things for Christmas displays. Red and white petunias look fabulous in terracotta pots or any other sort of pots that you have around the house. And you can even just get something like a terracotta bowl, plant your petunias in it, and don't be afraid to actually plant them quite thickly, particularly as there's only like about four weeks until you're going to want to use them as a Christmas display. You can put that bowl in the centre of your Christmas table. It would just be so beautiful. You can also use things like red and white impatience. There's also an impatience that is literally red and white itself. I think it's called Red Star. And it's red and it has like um, literally a cross of white in it. So that's a really good option. There's so much more you can do for Christmas displays as well. Oh, that's the other thing I wanted to mention. Bay Landscapes have got beautiful Douglas firs, living Douglas firs, which would just make the perfect Christmas tree. They're not huge, they're probably about a metre high, so they're great for just a small space. And what you can do, you can just put them in a huge pot or a half wine barrel somewhere on your property and use them as your Christmas tree. Or you could even just pop them into some sort of container in the pot they're in, have them indoors for Christmas, and then either plant them out on your property or put them in, plant them into a bigger pot for the following year. What makes Douglas fir so special is they smell divine. They are literally the smell of Wanaka, but also they're soft. So you don't get that prickly, you don't get the prickly sort of foliage. They're lovely and soft. I just absolutely adore them. So that is a really perfect idea. If you want a living Christmas tree that you can, you can put on for the following year, the Douglas fir from Bay Landscapes is a great option. If you want to give a hanging basket as a gift, it's perfect time to plant it up now. Place a pot saucer in the bottom of the quad. I don't even know how to say that. Quar? I think it's, it's coconut fibre, liner. This acts as a water reservoir. It works really well. And then use top quality potting mix. Put some mix in the bottom of the hanging basket. And if you want to put some plants around the sides, cut holes in the liner. And then put the plants through the hole from the inside. This means that you, you put the roots, you've got the roots on the inside and you, and you just gently tuck the foliage through, through, the, through the actual liner. This means you don't damage the roots. Then top up with potting mix and keep doing it until, until you have a full hanging basket and then plant all your plants in the top. Things like verbena, petunias, particularly peppy petunias or the cascading petunias, cascading lobelia, ordinary lobelia, Alyssum, snapdragons, marigolds, and so much more do well in baskets. Perennials are also good in the top of hanging baskets. Raise the level of your mower now. You're better to mow high and more often to protect grass roots from upcoming summer heat. Happy gardening. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you have any questions about anything I covered, email me at nelson at freshfm.net. 
Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is Tuesday morning, 20 to 11. Thanks Bay Landscapes, 33 Baytup Road, Richmond. Open Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5pm. Saturday, 9 to 5pm. Sunday and public holidays, 9 to 4pm for supporting my show. And thank you for joining me. See you next time. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show. First broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.